National Bank State Street Studio. This is Black and Abdallah. On Chicago's home for sports, ESPN Chicago. WMVP, WSHE, HD2 Chicago. A good karma brand's radio station. It's a Friday night. I'm Black and Abdallah. That's right. All calls welcome. Friday night calls with Black and Abdallah. It's our favorite night of the week. We take any and all phone calls here on Friday nights on the Black and Abdallah show. Uh, six to eight weeknights, but on Fridays, it gets weird. And Friday night calls, all calls welcome, is presented by the Chicago Hounds, Chicago's new professional rugby team. All right, Abdallah. So uh, we're looking forward to the uh, the calls tonight. A weird uh, Friday as we get ready for a full week of Super Bowl prep next week as uh, the Super Bowl will be played next Sunday. And next week it will be uh, full on uh, full on uh, going after the Super Bowl preview mode. And that's what we're going to have. But I, I think there's a lot we can get to tonight on tonight's show. Obviously, we'll, we'll get to the Bears in a moment, but also the NBA as we head towards uh, the trade deadline not too far away for the Chicago Bulls and the rest of the league. Yeah, I mean... Obviously, it's Super Week. Uh, we'll bring you the finest in Super Bowl coverage uh, next week and getting ready for the Super Bowl. Obviously, like, if it's already started, like, we talked to the Fat Jack yesterday. We were in for Greeny. Like, the props are already being released, like, that kind of stuff. Like, it's already the, – the prep is already there. Like, the stats aren't going to change, right, between today and next week or this week and next week when we got the matchup. So, I think it – I think it's setting up to be one of the better Super Bowls. You know what I mean? Like this, the line will, would suggest that it's going to be a close game, a high scoring game. The total's 50 and a half. So a lot of people are already going over in this, in this game. Uh, so I think we're looking at, you know, a week from today when we're in this space doing an all calls welcome, we're going to have a lot of, uh, good Super Bowl preview for you. So one thing I wanted to start with tonight is, uh, all of us Bears fans are looking ahead at this offseason. We understand that the Bears have the most cap space out of anyone in the National Football League. They have the number one pick uh, heading into the draft. So Ryan Poles has a lot of work in front of him. And we know that this roster is depleted of talent. There's a lot of spots on the roster where the Bears just need more. And uh, this is something that we saw on social media earlier today. Uh, It was a a tweet about an article that was posted on The Athletic in regards to the offseason moves for the Cincinnati Bengals. And it kind of goes through all the different moves as far as players that could be released, players that could be re-signed, players who are looking for contract extensions. And one of the players listed on the list for the Bengals is T. Higgins. And the article in The Athletic talks about how Higgins uh, put up great stats this year. Uh, over a thousand yards receiving, seventy-four receptions, seven touchdowns. Uh, he's twenty-four years of age. He has one more year on his deal, and does he want a new contract in this offseason before he plays his final year under his rookie deal for the Cincinnati Bengals? And the article also points out that Cincinnati's in an interesting spot. Do they pay T. Higgins, knowing that they also are going to have to pay Jamar Chase? And knowing that in this offseason, Joe Burrow is likely to get his extension off of his rookie deal as well. So a lot of money for Cincinnati will be spent on the offensive side of the football. And that's where a team like the Chicago Bears come into play, right? Because in the article, it lists off different ideas, especially could he be traded if the two sides don't come to terms 
in this offseason. Does T. Higgins see this scenario and know that Jamar Chase will get paid by the Bengals? He's the best wide receiver on the team, even though I think T. Higgins is a number one caliber wide receiver. So the article suggests, could the Bengals trade Higgins if there is an impasse as far as contract negotiations in this offseason for an extension? Now, obviously, they could say uh, it's tough and you're under contract and you'll play for us next season and we're not going to do anything. Or there is the outside chance that the Bengals could look into shopping Higgins to recoup some assets and also with the idea that they're not planning on paying him long term to begin with. And that's where the Bears come into play, right? So if you're the Bears and you're sitting at one and you have an opportunity to move back, not once, but maybe twice, and you get into that seven or nine range, lower top 10 picks, would you, as a Bears fan, be okay if the Bears already moved back twice? They collected more assets for this year's draft. They have picks by using that pick on a known commodity like T. Higgins, knowing that you would be making a trade for a player who would become your number one guy who's 24 years old, who has already produced at the National Football League level at a high level, and then also you would give him a new contract to be your number one wide receiver for years to come for your young quarterback, Justin Fields, to grow with. I I think that's something the Bears absolutely would be interested in and something that they would have to take a look at in this offseason. Well, I I think it depends on a couple things, right? It depends on how many times you're able to trade back, and it depends on who you're able to trade back with and what you get in in return, right? But let's say, just for sake of the earliest I would be willing to trade a pick for a wide receiver— and let's just say it's T. Higgins, would be probably if they get the ninth pick from Carolina, right? Because then you're not getting Carter, you're not getting Anderson, you're not getting uh, Skaronsky at that point uh, as an offensive lineman. So maybe you take that, and, and there are a few mock drafts out there with this scenario where the Bears end up trading with Carolina for the ninth pick. They move up to either a one or to two if, after a trade with Houston or up to four after a trade with Indianapolis. But they have the Bears going to nine with Carolina and drafting Quentin Johnston, the wide receiver, out of TCU. So what is better? Because if you trade the over the number ninth overall pick to uh, Cincinnati for T. Higgins, you then have to pay T. Higgins. And T. Higgins is going to, I don't know what the number would be that he would want, but it would eat up a decent amount of your $90 million, whatever it is, after you pay draft picks and all that kind of stuff, whatever, right? It would eat up a decent amount of money, okay? The other option is you stick at nine and you just draft Quentin Johnson and hope he's Quentin Johnson, right? Because to me, it would take at least the ninth pick, if not more than just the ninth pick. Because if you go back, which what the athletic points out is AJ Brown was de- was dealt from Cincinnati to Philadelphia for eighteen and one hundred one, so the eighteenth overall pick and then the hundred and first overall pick. And then when Minnesota traded Stephon Diggs, they did it for the twenty second overall pick and just the twenty second overall pick. So that's fine. If they were willing to take just the ninth overall pick for T Higgins, I'd probably be willing to do that. What I would more likely want to do is say, hey. Why don't you take our second round pick that we get from Carolina for this year's draft? So a high second round pick and then a first from 2024 that they get from whoever, like whether it's Houston or Carolina, or whoever. I wouldn't want to really trade that. I feel like ninth this year is a little too high. I'm with you on that. I, I think the, the sweet, that's like the start of the sweet spot. 
because of what you mentioned on who the Bears could possibly draft with that spot, right? Like anything above that, you're really not looking wide receiver. But if you go from nine to 15, that's like the the range where you could see Mm -hmm. Johnston go or maybe Asin go, the two top two wide receivers of this class. You could see them going in that kind of range. And I, I think that's where it's interesting because to me, I would much rather just pay that price and get T. Higgins then hope that the wide receiver you draft turns into T. Higgins. We know he's the real deal. Yeah. The only reason he's not a number one is because Jamar Chase is on the team. Yeah. Right? Like, he he legit is a number one wide receiver. He's, really he's a young star. too, yeah. You know, in, in his three seasons, he played 16 games in his rookie year and then 14 and 16. So he's durable. Uh, he's had 67 receptions, 74 and 74 receptions in his three seasons. Uh, he has gone over 1,000 yards in the last two. His rookie year, he had 900. Uh, as far as touchdowns, he had seven touchdowns last season, six the year before that, six the year before that. I mean, this guy is the real deal. And obviously, if you're a Bengals fan, you would love to keep him, right? And the Bears have to get creative. Now, to, to find that number one wide receiver, they're going to have to get creative here and not just hope and pray that one comes to them in the draft. They have to make this happen. It could take one team. Like if you call Houston and you say, hey, Houston, we want one and 12 this year. And that's it. Just give us one, just give us two and 12 and you can move up to one. Then I would take that number 12 pick and I would call uh, you know, uh, Cincinnati and be like, hey, what about 12 overall? Would you do that? You know, Washington, we talked about it on the Bear Down podcast yesterday. You can get that on the ESPN Chicago app. What's Washington going to do at quarterback? Is Washington a place that, like, maybe Baker Mayfield ends up? Do they want to move up? Do they call the Bears and say, hey, you know what? We're going to give you 16 this year, our number one pick next year, and, you know, a a second and a third or whatever. Then the 16th overall pick, that's somewhere where I would call Cincinnati and say, hey, what about T. Higgins for 16th overall? Nine to me, I don't know what it is. It's just that top 10 number to me seems a little too high to trade a guy and then draft a guy. Now I'm also the same guy that said hey, trade for DK Metcalf, and you're going to have to pay him. DK Metcalf's a proven player as well, just like T. Higgins is a proven player. But when you have so many holes to fill on this team, I'm hoping that the Bears, like if the Bears end up trading with Carolina, trading with Houston and then with Carolina, and you've got a bunch of picks, then sure, use one of them and trade for T. Higgins. I'm fine with that. To me, it's a matter of how many picks the Bears end up with before they make that trade for T. Higgins. Friday night calls. All calls welcome here on Black and Abdallah. You can call us at 312-332-3776. Dustin and Juliet gets us started. What's up, Dustin? Hey, guys. Thanks for having me on. Appreciate that. And uh, congrats on the new edition. Oh, thank you. That's for you, Adam. That was for you. All the time. You guys are uh, a lot funnier than uh, Camp and Hood and all of those. But, uh, you know, just just a pleasure. So nice to, uh, to talk to you. Everyone seems to have, there's like three opinions on this. Take number one, this imaginary getting 16 picks traded back. It ain't going to happen. In my opinion, it takes a while for an offensive or defensive line to be a cohesive unit. So I think you can use later picks in the draft and let them grow over the next couple of years. But getting that wide receiver, if it's Higgins, you know, you've got the money, spend it. Maybe Claypool turns into something a little bit better uh, than he was at this point. Um, but I, I think it's a pipe dream for everyone thinking that, you know, these teams are just going to give us the world uh, for a number one pick. So basically offensive and defensive line is important, but taking that best D end or it's not going to sure. change your entire team. So 
that's my thought. I'll, I'll hang up and let you guys uh, tell me what's up. Good stuff, Dustin. Call again. That's Dustin and Juliet. Frank in the Ukrainian Village. You're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Frank? Yeah, I want to get to this T. Higgins uh, situation. Sure. So when there are extensions given out and the contracts have guaranteed money, guaranteed money has to go into an escrow account because it's guaranteed. Mm-hmm. And the owners of the, of the uh, Bengals, the Brown family, um, don't have, they're cash poor. So basically, they're selling their naming rights right now just to get enough cash to give Burrow and Chase. They don't have enough for Higgins. So they should move on from him right now, but I wouldn't give up anything more than a top 15. Or I would hold on to anything that's top 15 because A.J. Brown went for an 18 last year, and uh, Diggs went for a number 22 pick in the first round. So going top 10 is really rich, in my opinion, especially when you hand out a boatload of cash. Right. Um, and final thought is I'm, I'm kind of confident with Poles because last year he turned five draft picks into 11. And you can say whatever you want about what he did, but he got contributions. I mean, a fifth-round left tackle, that's insane. Sure. Layla's Jones he completely missed on, but I think he did well in the secondary. So, like, I think it is possible that he can wheel and deal and get a lot more picks to do this situation, but I'm not giving up anything more, or it has to be under top 15 because the market's already shown you what a free agent receiver costs you, or a future uh, free agent receiver costs you. Yeah, good point, Frank, and thanks for the phone call. I had to also add in there uh, as far as hits, you know, Sanborn. Uh, that's a rookie that was brought in. Yeah. Uh, I would I'd say, you know, like the, the concern would be it's – it seems as if they're starting to become a track record for reaching for wide receivers that mm-hmm. are not ready to contribute. Uh, but outside of that, last year, Ryan Poles had a very nice year. A lot of players they drafted were starters and or contributors to this team. Mm-hmm. They didn't win a lot of games, but they had a lot of young guys who gained uh, reps. And that was something that Eberflus and the, you know, the front office talked about for, for the majority of this. Eberflus. Who? Eberflus. Eberflus. That's Joey G. He called in the Carmen and Yurko earlier. He's Eberflus. A, he's, a, he's a good uh, Cap and J Hood caller. Eberflus. Yeah, see, I, I like Eberflus. the way he says Eberflus. Who's Eberflus. I feel like it would have been a lot nicer, too, that it's uh, maybe you could have called Cincinnati even like, hey, what about the first pick in the second round? Well, maybe maybe that's possible. Maybe it's well, you, a, you traded for a Chase second Claypool, round. So, I mean, well, you have you still you, have the other one from the Ravens, but you, you traded have, yours. You have the ability to move back. Yeah, and when you move back, if you can get a second round yes. pick, yes. maybe you could use that. Yes. for a pick to and, send. And to be clear, AJ Brown was for eighteen and one hundred and one. Like if you could do just nine, right. or just twelve, or just fifteen, then I'd be more okay with it because it's one for one as opposed to two picks for one player. Black and Abdallah, it's a Friday night. All Calls Welcome is presented by the Chicago Hounds, Chicago's new professional rugby team. All Calls Welcome, your call's next. This is Chicago's home for sports on FM 100.3 HD2, the ESPN Chicago app, and ESPN 1000. This is Black and Abdallah on ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. Black and Abdallah are back on Chicago's Home for Sports. ESPN Chicago.
Phone calls welcome on a Friday night with Black and Abdallah is presented by the Chicago Hounds, Chicago's new professional rugby team. We go to Kevin on 94. You're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Kevin? Uh, yeah, first off, I'd like to hope that all Bears fans are keeping their expectations very low. I mean, let's face it, we root for a team that has been rebuilding since the 80s. Um, and also the fact that, um, you know, the feeling that we had when, uh, when we lost to uh, Green Bay and we should have won that game, that feeling in your stomach, that's exactly how it feels to be a Bears fan, and I hope that's not what happens this year with these picks. However, I do feel a little confident because Ryan Pace actually goes to games to look at players. He doesn't do film and see, like, how they interact on the sidelines with their teammates and all that kind of stuff, so that makes me feel a little bit optimistic. And then my final thing I wanted to say is, so with the first-round pick, since we've always had crappy quarterbacks, we finally got a good quarterback, but let's face it, he's probably going to get injured again because of the way he plays. Why don't they draft the quarterback in the first round? And then we have a really good backup quarterback. And then also, um, if we if the other teams really want him, they'll trade more stuff for him because they can't have him. So you're looking for the Bears to draft a quarterback in the first round. That's what you would like, Kevin? Exactly. And because why not? Why shouldn't we? we should have a good backup quarterback? Why should we have some piece of crap? As a backup quarterback. <laughs> All right. Okay. We got you down, Kevin. Call again, okay? All right. There you go. That's Kevin on 94. All calls welcome. I, uh, Friday night calls here on Black and Abdallah. Respectfully disagree because right now, especially because Brady retired and like the the Bucks need a quarterback, but they're probably just going to like try to tank this year and get a good quarterback next year. But this idea of having stashing a quarterback and then waiting for people to call you with offers. That's what they're doing with the number one pick. People are calling you for offers before the number one pick. Right. Because they want a quarterback. To take a quarterback. To take a, a quarterback. Yeah. You can sign a good vet, veteran backup quarterback. Well, just no pieces of crap. Well, I don't want a piece of crap either. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew on 294. All calls welcome. What's up, Andrew? Thanks for taking my call. Um, T. Higgins... I would love to get him, but he might cost a little bit too much. How about like a Mike Evans? How much do you think he would uh, cost to get him? I'll hang up and listen. Yeah, Thank th- you. Thanks for the call, Andrew. That's a name that could come up because we don't know what Tampa Bay is doing. They have no cap space. Their quarterback just retired. Yeah. Right. Tom Brady just. Good morning, guys. Well, he, he just uh, had his little video. He, he let us know this week. Good morning, guys. That he's out. So, so Tom Brady's gone. Uh, he's retiring as of right now from the National Football League at age 45 until a team gets desperate to try and bring him back. But as of today, he is retired. Good morning, guys. Uh, so at the moment. Good morning, guys. Uh, Tom Brady's not there. And the Buccaneers, what are they doing? Are there possibly. <laughs> is that is that what it reminds you of? Yeah, it reminded me of. Do you guys remember uh, at the beginning of the pandemic, we were all watching Tiger King. Yes. And like the lady he was feuding with had like an Internet thing. And she would put on videos. Internet video every day. Every day. And it was like, good morning, you cats and kittens. Good morning, guys. It's like Brady's Are you cool cats and kittens, cool right? Cats, cool cats, cats and kittens. Are you cool yeah. cats and kittens, yeah. Good morning, guys. And there's Brady. Yeah, like Brady's got like some subscriber group that he's sending this <laughs> Good to. Good morning, guys. Good morning, guys. I wanted to tell you all first. <laughs> Eber floats. Good morning, guys. Good morning, so guys. My problem with Evans is he couldn't catch balls from Tom Brady. Uh, right, like well, he and he's, also uh, his dead cap hit. His cap hit next year is twenty three million dollars. He's older. He's twenty nine. Well, the dead cap hit would the Bears take that on the dead cap hit, or is that something the Buccaneers I mean, would take on? He's he's owed 
14 and a half million in okay, cash. So, so 14 so, mil. Okay. But if he was like your third wide receiver, that's not bad. No, it's not If you're bad. signing him to be number one, that, that's not going to work. But what about the rest of these years? There's all these weird void years on here. Like he's owed, he's, he has a $12 million cap hit in 2024, a $4 million cap hit in 2025, a $2.5 million cap hit in 2026. He's an unrestricted free agent in 2024, but they still owe, they restructured his deal. Yeah. And it looks like he's got a bunch of money owed to him after he's gone. Would the Bears be on the hook? He'll be a free agent in 2024. Yes, but if you look at it on, on Spotra, yeah. he's got all these different, like the, all these orange void. Are these void years? Are those what those are in orange? Is that a void? Yeah, they're void years. So do the Bears have to pay that? Do they have to pay a dude $12 million to not be on the team? No, that would go to the Buccaneers. It's okay. dead cap money to Tampa Bay if he was cut before June 1st. All right, then fine. I still, so I would, if he's not with Tampa Bay before June 1st of that year, that's the money that goes to the Buccaneers because they restructured the okay. contract. The second point is, don't you have Chase Claypool? Isn't he Mike Evans? No, Mike Evans is a future Hall of Famer, probably. Okay, but he's 30. Yeah, no, I know that. I'm, I'm just saying he's proven it. I know. Claypool hasn't proven anything. But he's 30. I get that. I'd rather have a 24-year-old, like, brand shining new. 30, 30 is still doable. 24 is better. You than, still get three to four solid years you, out of 30-year-old you, you weren't the receiver? same at 30 as you were at 24. No, I, yeah, no, nope. I mean, nope. The real drop off is no. like thirty five. No, you're when you not hit the thirty five. You really start to go south as far as you're not uh, the same. I'm not the same. You're not the same. You're saying I changed. Yeah, from th- from th- twenty four to thirty. Yeah, Raul and Logan Square. You're on ESPN one thousand. All calls welcome. What's going on, guys? Yeah, I'm I'm still uh, saying we should go with uh, Carolina trade our first picks, get more, pick up his contract get a top 10 pick, and then uh, the second round top 10 as well because I think they're picking in the, the top 10 the first two rounds. And uh, that guy saying drafting a quarterback in the first round, that's not going to happen, not after what Purdy did, you know. Obviously, you want to draft a quarterback later on in the rounds, but picking a quarterback first round is pretty just – that does that's not going to happen. Uh, I still need to verify if Justin Fields could be a precise passer – because, I mean, going into his rookie year, he had Allen Robinson. He was pretty serviceable, but it, it seemed like it wasn't his style with the quarterback. You know, Justin Field looks like he's a rollout, broken pass, you know, passer, you know. He just starts uh, freelancing. That's how Cole Komet, you know, he's playing a soft zone. He'll find a zone. Next thing you know, he makes a pass. But so he proves the naysayers that he can uh, pass like a slant or a dig route with precise, you know, I'm not going to – I don't think they should get Higgins. They're going to have to do something with Mooney after Torney. He's going to ask for like 14 or $16 million. You get Higgins and keep Mooney, that's about $40 million, and you don't even know if that's going to work out. Roll, don't you think that if he had better wide receivers that maybe he'd be more precise with his passing? Yeah, I think so too. I'm not – like I say, I'm not a doubter. I'm rooting for him until – but the obvious choice is, you know, hopefully pick up more. You know, I would get more – and get their first pick, get an offensive lineman, then work work your way up the the draft with a couple more picks picking up on the second, third round. You know, unless somebody has a breakout draft day like C.J. Stroud and be like, you know what, he separates himself, and next thing you know, they want to hold him for ransom, draft him, and be like, highest offer, you know, for C.J. Stroud. <laughs> but that's pretty stupid, you know what I'm saying? I would have drafted the quarterback for first round. Well, you heard the caller a couple minutes ago. We had a caller just a couple moments ago saying the Bears should take a quarterback first round. 
Uh, that I don't know, man. Everybody's obvious for their opinion, but uh, that's after Purdy. I don't think they're gonna do. You know, they'll take their chances with another late round pick. You know, hopefully that works out. All right, Raul. Uh, thanks for the call, man. And thanks for your time, guys. Black and Abdallah <laughs> on ESPN <laughs> Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. You're listening to Black and Abdallah on Chicago's Home for Sports. ESPN Chicago. Listen to us now, live on the ESPN Chicago app. That's right, on a Friday night, it's Black and Abdallah. All calls welcome, Friday night calls, presented by the Chicago Hounds, Chicago's new professional rugby team. You can join us. We're talking football at 312-332-3776. All calls welcome. Oh, 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 here we go. Oh, man. I haven't talked to Mitchell in a while. Mitchell in displays. You're on ESPN 1000. Hello, Mitchell. Hey there, Team uh, Sagittarius and Team Gemini. I hope that... uh, I hope that, you know, your little Capricorn is, you know, doing wonderful. And, you know, you've had, this time now, you've had this time now to deconstruct uh, my album, and I'm sure you're filled with lots of notes, but I digress, okay? <laughs> um, I hope you're doing well with your daughter. I'm sure it's a very special moment, and I send you nothing but love and support. Thank now, you. listen, um, I wanted to bring up some to you about, uh, the, you know, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame real quick, okay. the inductions for uh, 2023. Um, not thrilled i don't like that rock and roll hall of fame uh they won't put sticks or ario or kansas in there who've been perennial or the doobie brothers mm-hmm. for over 50 plus years but they'll put in like these rap artists so why doesn't there why doesn't the rap community come up with their own you know hall of fame well, they're putting in these little artists that are basically irrelevant number one and number two the best thing they did this year because you guys probably don't know them is joy division slash it's the only time slash in history. New Order. yeah they do a slash yep. Adam, yes I divert to Sag on this one, Gemini, because okay. Adam, you have a little bit more knowledge about this. Uh, you know, because you come from a different country. So, Joy Division was from '76 to '80 in Manchester, England, and here's what happened: their singer decides that when they broke through, he decides to take himself out through suicide. Happens a lot, in rock. Just you know, we don't want to talk about it. Then you got basically the guys that were remaining of Joy Division. They hire this amazing keyboard player, and they renamed the band called New Order. Yep. And they have a series of hits. Okay, now here's the thing: Joy Division slash New Order is the template. It is what I call the lexicon for Depeche Mode, for uh, for Yaz, for obviously you know the Pet Shop Boys. You got uh, all of those synth pop from Great Britain. That was their that was their template. The Smiths. Okay, do you know the Smiths, Adam? At all? Yeah, I know yeah. the Smiths. Okay, I know the Smiths. Smith. I don't like Fred Morrissey at all. And, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah, all the good stuff. So the, the reality mm. is that that they Morrissey. Okay, before he was Morrissey, right? Goes and sees Joy Division, and his life changes. Joy Division was what was called industrial rock. Industrial, because if you listen to Joy Division, and listen, 99% of your centennial meaningless audience has no idea who they are. Okay? Honestly, let's be honest, right? Meaningless. We we like the young people. They're not meaningless to us. Well, they don't know Joy Division. Let's be honest, okay? They, they couldn't tell you who won War II, let alone Joy Division. Okay, let's be honest. So the reality of it all is that Joy Division was this industrial, it was industrial pop slash rock when they got to the top of the pops. And by the way, in Great Britain, when you were on the show Top of the Pops, that's when you broke through. Mm. All from the Smiths, from the, all the big acts, okay? 
from England, even the kinks, everybody, they had to go through this. Everybody had to go through the pop of the charts and, the, the, you know, that, that, that show. And the reality of it is that Joy Division um, broke the mold and they set a whole new you know, career path. When Depeche Mode was at their zenith in 1987, you know what their lineup was? Three keyboard players. Okay, Depeche Mode by 1993 decides to become Bush or Dishwalla. They they get rid of the keyboard player, and they, all of a sudden they're a rock band, you know. So it's just kind of funny how they, you know, like trends change. And also, um, you know, it's just the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is not really big on rock. I mean, they really should stay with, you know, the Kisses and the Alice Coopers and the Zeppelins. But they, you know, because the guys that are in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, that's why Steve, you know, do you know Steve Miller? Mm-hmm. You know, the Steve Miller, yeah. Steve Miller is uh, very, very super intelligent. He's probably the most wealthiest guy in the West Coast, okay? Not just from his album sales. When he was inducted, he went on a 26-minute diatribe, okay? To your centennials, look that word up, okay? You might find it to be slightly informative, you vapid-minded idiot. And he goes out and he attacks. <laughs> he attacks, literally. And it's, 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 when you watch the footage, uh, Team Gemini and Sedge, I've it, seen it. it's really... It's because he can't. Because he was his big contention was that when they were when they when they, when they when you get you know enshrined in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in Ohio, Columbus, Ohio, you have to pay for all your guests, and the, the seating arrangements are like twenty five thousand dollars a piece. And he was he went nuts over it. You know, also who got really upset with it was Cheap Trick. And there's well, a lot in of their name. about it. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of bands that got you know they they, they played the game because they wanted to be in the game. But um, I think Joy Division, and this, this is the only time in history that the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame inducts two bands because they're saying, hey, Joy Division slash New Order is really the same band minus Bleed Singer. And do you know what I'm saying? Yes, I do. If they get in. They haven't been officially elected yet. Right. You know, yeah, they have to go through that whole process. Now, I want to bring up to your attention the whole thing with the, you know, the Academy Awards. Adam, this oh, is yes. directed to you. I want you to focus on a movie called Zar, or Tar, Tar, T slash A-R. Um, it's a lady who is, she's like a, uh, a yeah, she's a, she's a conductor conductor for like a major art and she's national. Like she goes to, no, she's European. She's international. She starts off in New York. She goes to West Berlin. She's in Germany. It's not just a story about the, the, the heights and what I call the lows of being at the top of that game, but it's all about musical theory. And I would think for you, Adam, after you do your assignment that I've asked you to do, and there's no timeline on it, you know, no, at some point, I'll get a, I'll, I'm going to get a synopsis out of you one way or another. i got to find Daddy. a CD player first, so. <laughs> okay, Jesus Christ. I mean, you know what, you, you, you're, you're, you're older millennial. You should have one sitting around. Your laptop should have one, okay? And if not, I'll send you one, for Christ's sakes. Now, for the love of Pete, the getting back to the movie, it really shows a lot about just the musical theory. Because when you when you see some of her dialogue and her monologues, she gets really intense about musical theory, the up tempo, the down tempo, uh, the up, you know, the, all these really cool. That I think if somebody who has a, a semblance of a vocabulary of musical therapy of the downbeats and you know timing of songs, it's fascinating. I didn't think I would like it, but I, it caught my attention and I stayed with it. Good. And it goes really fast, and it also deals with the human condition of greed. You know, those guys, all those guys in the orchestra, they were nothing but pimps. It doesn't matter if you're a white, black, girl, lesbian, straight. They, they, they played all their cards to get the people they wanted. And it's a really great story. It's based on a true story. Um, so anyway, I hope that you guys have a great weekend. Uh, oh, thank you, Mitchell. that I want you guys to focus on is that uh, I'm the, you know, the musical guest on the uh, Super Bowl. Do you know that from Kate Perry to uh, Bruno Mars, they had to pay 
the NFL to yep. perform during yep. halftime. Yep. You know why? Because they have zero interest in them, but because they were promoting tours. And they found out that all these female acts and this Bruno Mars had they, they, the, the, the the Nielsen rating said, listen, when that when that uh, halftime show comes on, nobody's watching. So if you want to promote your album or I'm sorry, it's a tour because that's where the money's at. You have to pay us. So also moving forward, this Beyonce, she she has to pay them out trillions to play this. And Beyonce. Guess what? Nope. Yeah. Beyonce. Who, I couldn't care less about Beyonce. Listen. It's also Rihanna. Beyonce says when she's on tour, hey, everybody, how you doing? All my lyrics, it's backing track. I'm talking about just the chorus, Adam. It's the lyrics, okay, Daddy-O? It is the biggest sham in the world. It's nothing but a show. Mitchell, the the Twitchers want to know, are you on Twitter? They want to know if they can tweet you. It's Rihanna that's on the the halftime show. I am not on Twitter. I refuse to go on Twitter. And maybe if you put more time into your reading skills, you would be better Seen off suited. Uh, if you want to get a hold of me, you go through Adam and obviously Team Gemini. Boom. And that is the, the bottom line. All right, there you go. Mitchell and Desplaines. Have a great weekend, yeah, Mitchell. Have a great weekend. We'll talk to you yes. next week. There he is, Mitchell and Desplaines. Have to be Tony Reale here for a second for some corrections. Oh, we have corrections? And- Rihanna's doing the halftime show. <laughs> Beyonce does not use a backing track. <laughs> oh. It's All Calls Welcome. It's a Friday night. It's presented proudly by the Chicago Hounds. How about this? March 5th? Chicago's new professional rugby team. March 5th, home opener against the Utah Warriors. Go on out. Check out the Hounds. Are they having us out that night? I don't know if it was that day. It's a Sunday. It's a day game. Are we going out? If you want to. Have some rugby? We could. All right. Let's talk to the Hounds. Let's do it. Oh, you know. uh... maybe, Maybe we wait till like. May when it's Where nice, do we go next? Nice How about this? Out. Chase on the south side. Hello, oh. Chase. Black, what's happening, man? What's, what's up, what? Chase? Why, why are you doing this I'm to me? I'm going back. I'm going hey, back man. on paternity leave. Hey, hey, I heard, hey, I heard y'all talking about me on, on your cross talk, man. What's up, y'all? Don't. Y'all don't I, like me calling or something? Chase, I heard Phil talking about me. Did I not say I you had a great said, call? I said you had a great no, call too about the I NBA and the Phil. Bulls. I said you didn't mention uh, your biscuit, and you had yeah. a great call. Yeah, we said you had a good call. Uh, don't don't I, sc- I, don't don't make us regret our words. Don't don't mess it Get up. Get to the point. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, uh, but I heard Sylvie saying something about how he don't like me calling us up. I heard him say something like that. Well, take it up he with him. About, we didn't we say didn't that. say that. Call Sylvie. You're wasting about your time. Your clock is ticking. But y'all banned him into saying that. No, 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 no. We didn't. We said you had a good call. Tick, 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 Hey, but check this out, though, right? So the Bears trade for, like, Adala, didn't you say you was against the Bears trade for a receiver now? But when you was for it when they was trading for Metcalf, why you change them out all of a sudden? I didn't say I wasn't for them trading for a receiver. I said I would trade for T. Higgins. But so you just said that it's just a ninth pick. They already if they if they fall if they trade back for number nine and they already gonna draft the wide receiver then what sense does it make for them to trade I mean for them to I said it to, did make sense receiver. what are you listening to I said it did make sense were you not listening oh, to the no, show you just you, you I heard what you said you said that if they, if they trade back and they had number nine that's too much to give up for Higgins and then you got to pay for them. Maybe, maybe move year, back a little. I said move back a little. Yeah, move back a little more and see if you can. A ninth overall pick might be a lot because you have to pay him also. 
Like AJ Brown was traded. It was the 18th overall pick. Okay, Not, okay, and it wasn't okay. a top 10 pick. Uh, That's what I'm saying. Hey, Hey, now, Blake, if it's just Blake. the ninth pick, if it's only the ninth pick and that's it, no other picks, no second round, third round, fifth round, seventh round, whatever it is, no more picks, then I would probably do okay. it because that's all it's costing me. But uh, uh, a ninth and then a third round pick and then a fifth round in 2024, no, no thank you. So why nobody, So don't the Houston Texans have two no, two first-round picks? Right? That is they correct. Have a number 12. And I said that, so, too. I said if you trade it back with the Texans and you trade it for, for the second pick and the 12th pick, then trade the 12th pick for them. I said that, Chase. Thanks for listening. No, Chase, were you not no, listening? No. Were you listening to when no, we talked? I was listening. Of course I was listening. I don't know if you were listening. listening. No, I was I think listening. you were still mad but, at hey, Sylvie. Yeah. No, no, no. I think no, you're taking no, it no, out on us. No, I, w- I just – y'all brought my name up. In, in the conversation when y'all said about all calls welcome, and you said something about Mitch and Chase and this and that, and all of a sudden, M-O. I hear, like, Sylvie, y'all was like, oh, Walter was talking about me bringing Mitch up, and he killed my dream, and then Sylvie said, <laughs> oh, he said hello, and I'm like, what? What are you talking about? He said, I keep calling, and I just say, get to the point. Hello? Like, what? <laughs> well, we're we're going for Bleck and Abdallah bingo tonight. We we yeah. just checked uh, Mitchell off the the, the card. We got Chase. Now we're looking for Mo. Where's and Eddie. Mo? Was Mo out there tonight? Eddie already well, called me today to hang up on him. I love, but listen to this though. Hello? Regardless of what, regardless of what, I just want to say that you know, on a serious note, I yes. really appreciate listening to you guys. No, I really really appreciate listening to you guys. All you guys on the station. Well, we I appreciate, really appreciate you, Chase. You, guys. you know, I really enjoy listening to y'all show. You know, anytime I'm having a rough day, a rough evening, I always listen to y'all show from, from 7 to, to 8. And y'all bring my day up, so I just want to take a shout-out to you guys. You guys don't do a great to, job. Don't try I to pander listening. to us. No, it's good. That's a good, no, no, uh, no, good no, thought. Try try to pander. Chase, we uh, no, try no, to have no, fun. We try to laugh, and, and you're a part of it. So it's good. We appreciate <laughs> no, 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 it. I'm saying, like, I look, I look at y'all like y'all family. You know? Yeah, and it's good. We appreciate that. we just having a good... You know, we just having a good time, though. I mean, sometimes life is too short to always be mad and angry at each other. You know, sometimes we not agree with each other's takes, you know, and everybody just had their own opinion. You know, if you don't, you know, it's like I don't like some of the things that somebody might say, and they don't, might, a lot of people might not like what I say, but at the end of the day, you know, it's all funny. It's all fun. You know, we all just having a good time and just enjoying life. Life is too short to always be mad and angry and fussing at each other with petty stuff, so... But I just want to give y'all a shout out, man. I really appreciate y'all showing. I love I love what y'all do, man. Y'all do a great job. You guys have a good it's, evening. That's okay? good advice, Thank you, Chase. Chase. And that's, that's Chase a great and way to start you. a weekend. That's, that's good stuff, you. Chase. It's, life is also too There's short Chase. to root for Trubisky. Well, you didn't have to be mean there. He, he, didn't, he didn't mention Mitch. He, he did. Not tonight. He didn't. He wanted to. I know he wanted to, he but he didn't. It. He didn't. He had a nice message for people. He thought about it. Friday night calls. All calls welcome. This is Black and Abdallah on ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. Break. It's Black and Abdallah. Follow us on the gram at Black and Abdallah and at ESPN underscore Chicago. This is Chicago's home for sports. ESPN One Thousand. I'm telling you, that's what it is. Blucky Abdallah here on ESPN 1000, the ESPN Chicago app. Friday night calls, all calls welcome, presented by the Chicago Hounds, Chicago's new professional rugby team. Sam Nassin, you're on ESPN 1000. We have the song of the night coming up in just a moment. What's up, Sam? 
Hey, guys, you know, it's your favorite Cubs fan here, uh, you, but you could imagine. Matt Mervis fan. Yes, Guess big, where I'm big at Matt right Mervis now. guy, yes. Are you at Matt Mervis's house? Uh, no, I'm on Gray Street right by Murphy's Bleachers. Oh, okay. Colin, Shout out. Dreaming about the 58 days until yes. the first opening day. It's a little chilly but, today, but you're close. You're look, getting closer to yeah, the opening close. day. But I want to talk about a little bit about the Bears. I think one of the trades that interests me the most would be the It'd be trading to the Colts and getting a pick, and you know with Pittman, and we might have to give up something else. But I think that'd be a good avenue to look into, and then use the the second round picks or use that pick that we got. Maybe get like a something on the offense or defensive line. I think those are very lacking. And then I just want to mention to Mitchell, the ageist, that you know us young. I'm 20, so. I at least I how dare you only be born 20 years ago, first of all, Sam? How dare you? Yeah, I'm sorry, guys. I'm how dare very you? Sorry. <laughs> how dare you? <laughs> but, but, hey, at least I know how to use Twitter. That's fair. That's fair. And uh, Mitchell did go after uh, these, what did he call them, centennials? I guess he got into you... it with uh, with Tyler once oh, about no. what a, like a millennial is actually a centennial. Because... It's not. like. It's hey, not. But he tried to tell you that it was. He right? tried to, yeah. He tried to to millennial explain me what a millennial was. And <laughs> yeah, he was I'm wrong. not even a millennial. <laughs> yeah. So Sam, how would you identify your uh, your Gen generation? Z, right. Um, I would say <laughs> we're, well, it's Gen Z. Sure. But I think a lot of us have a lazy problem. <laughs> That's how I identify. <laughs> okay. All right. So you're out there trying to change the perception of young people, right? Yeah, I think they got a pretty bad rap. All right, all right. Yeah, rightfully so. All right, good stuff. Well, Sam, you changed the way that we think about young people, okay? Yes, sir. All right, there I'll you make go. make that possible. There's Sam and Asin. All calls welcome on a Friday night with Black and Abdallah here on ESPN 1000, the ESPN Chicago app. Each night at around 6.50, we play for you the song of the night. I want to rock! Hey, turn up the volume and don't touch that dial because it's time for... What dial there's, there's no dial on my phone. Yeah, it's just an experiment. Crank the volume, because it's time for Black and Abdallah's Song of the Night. Yo, later. Tonight's song, we go to Buddy Holly. Every day, 1957. Every day, it's a getting closer. Going faster than a roller coaster. Love like yours will surely come my way. Alright, we don't have a lot of time. So Chris, why are, are we listening to Buddy Holly's Every Day? Which is only two minutes and ten seconds long. Well, Adam, you informed me earlier today that this is the anniversary for the day that the music died. Yes, today is the day that Buddy Holly, Richie Valens, and the big bopper JP Richardson were all killed in a plane crash near Clear Lake, Iowa. And then obviously American Pie was later written about the day. And, was, and there's reference that it's the day that the music died. Today is that day. Today is the day that uh, those three musicians died in a plane crash. Well, what, a, what a fun celebration that is, Abdallah. It's a big day in music, man. It's a big day. You know, and we, we don't have to celebrate it for long because these songs are only two minutes and five seconds long. When, uh, when I hear this song, I think of uh, Mad Men. And uh, I remember back to Don Draper. In his living yes. room, mm-hmm. setting the record down and yep. taking a nice drink of scotch, looking out <laughs> into the window. But yes, you're right. It is a huge moment in musical history. Yeah. And we don't have an eight-minute segment here, so we couldn't play American Pie. <laughs> well, it's okay sometimes to play something different. Absolutely. It's not a song you hear every day. Yeah. 
I mean, I told you, have you seen the Buddy Holly movie? I want you to... to with, I'm not. With, uh, Gary Busey plays Buddy Holly and does all the singing. It's not bad. I would it's watch actually that. pretty good. Fun fact, when we were first uh, hosting shows on the station, we used to have a uh, Gary Busey line of the night. We did. We had a... And then, then he got weird. So. Yeah, well, he was always weird, but Buddy Holly. Weird. Every day, it's your song of the night on a weird Friday. The day the music died. Hey, hey, love like yours will surely come my way. I wanna rock. Hey, turn up the volume and don't touch that dial because it's time for what dial? There's there's no dial on my phone. Yeah, it's just an exp- ah, never mind. Crank the volume because it's time for Black and Abdallah's song of the night. Yo, Larry. Adam, what was that? What's the noise in the the recording there? What's the noise? What, what's happening there in the background? What's what does that sound like? It sounds. What what? what I've heard this song before, Every but I, I didn't quite. What is that? What were they doing in the studio? <laughs> it's a different time than Chris. Was it? That was that was allowed in in public and in in the studio. We'll be back in two minutes. You're listening to Black and Abdallah, ESPN Chicago.